I really wish I wasn't so polite because I would really just like to just say all those actual things. You're not always polite. Beth learn. Rude. Okay. Welcome to Fit to Be Radio. Slip on your minimal sneakers, notch your headphones into your ears, tuck your smartphone into your pocket, and take us along for a walk while we talk. Or just grab a cup of your favorite drink and get on the floor and stretch a bit while we bring you all things fitness, core, and diastases recti related. <laughs> wow. What do we call this, Beth? Fit to be radio. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Fit to Be Radio. My name is Chris Banky, and I'm here with Beth Learn. Uh, she is the CEO and founder of Fit to Be Studio. And we also have an amazing guest with us today, Dr. Michelle, who is an expert in hormones, an expert in autoimmune. She's a naturopathic doctor, an acupuncturist, and a functional medicine doctor, which is um, pretty amazing. So we're super excited to have her. We asked her to be part of our Fit to Be Girls course. If you don't know what that is, you should check it out on our website. Um, but I'd love to hear from you, Beth. Why did we pick Dr. Michelle? What do you think about the stuff that she talks about in the course and just overall? Well, I chose Dr. Michelle for several reasons. First and foremost being she's a woman who understands hormones. And I was also fascinated by the information on her site about period pain relief and what my friend Kelly at the tummy team had said about working with her and how much it had helped her and her cycles. And Kelly really encouraged me to connect with Dr. Michelle. And so we literally met for coffee. I stood her up on accident the first time. Uh, she's serious? like, hey, yes, I did. <laughs> I wow. don't and she's still on the podcast. That's I fantastic. Know. She was very forgiving and gracious. She texted me and she's like, hey, I'm sitting here at Old Town Battlegrounds um, coffee shop. Are you okay? And I'm like, oh, oh my goodness. no. And she was nice enough to agree to meet with me again. And, um, yes, thank you very much, Dr. Michelle. But I, yeah. So then I asked her, look, I think you'd be a great fit for the Spitzby girls course. That's for young girls who are really just starting their cycles and girls can start their cycles as early as eight. And if they don't know how to handle those things, um, then they can be in for a world of hurt and discomfort and confusion. And then that causes problems down the road when they're in their childbearing years. So, I was delighted that she said yes, and she contributed this beautiful lesson on natural period pain relief that is written to the level of these young girls. And yeah. so we're going to be talking about that course today and also more along the lines of hormones and how they play into our health and fitness and how they affect us from girlhood through womanhood. Yeah. So we, uh, all the time in the world, in our culture, we're always blaming hormones for things. Hormones this, <laughs> hormones that, hormones this. So Dr. Michelle, can you talk a little bit about wh what are hormones? Let's get real basic. Like what are hormones? Why is it important for girls? Why is it important for women or men, all people? Why do they need to even pay attention to this? A and just, just explain that to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so super basic. I mean, hormones are our little communication messengers. So they kind of tell ourselves how to behave in different parts of our body. If you think about our adrenal glands, our thyroid gland, um, as women, our ovaries, as men, testicles, um, these tissues are kind of told how to behave, when to secrete um, other hormones that affect other tissues. Obviously, it's key for reproduction. Um, but 
I think that you're right in saying that a lot of people do tend to blame their hormones um, when perhaps, you know, maybe the hormones are playing a part of that, but why are they playing that part? What is causing that imbalance if there is actually a hormone imbalance? Um, And so I think that that's really important. And I think for girls to kind of get in sync with their cycle and kind of understand what these hormones do in their body and when the hormones do certain things in their body can really help them to tune in. um, Yeah. To kind of what's happening. Why, why do I feel this way? Kind of checking in with themselves. So yeah. That's awesome. Go ahead, Beth. I was just going to say that I was told early on that, you know, I have hormones and, but it was definitely the blame game early on. And it's only been in recent years. So we're talking my early to mid thirties that I have gained a full understanding of hormones and how they can affect me and how I can do things to balance them. And I can do things to throw them out of balance. Mm-hmm. How that affects various aspects of my health, not just my reproductive health. And that's really where yes. the 50 girls course goes is we're not talking about sex in that course. We're literally talking about why you should understand all these things for your general health, because these girls aren't ready for reproduction and they're not necessarily ready for the full on sex talk yet, but they are ready to talk about how, Hey, look, what you eat affects your mood and it affects your energy and affects your skin. How your mind is working, your level of focus. I mean, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's interesting that, um, it's interesting that we like to pick things that we can blame things on and hormones do kind of take that responsibility or that role on a lot, but it's a good hormones and the way that they work with the body and how they relate to all of the different components of who you are as a person. That's a good thing. If you understand what's actually happening uh, with your hormones, with your body, all these different things and how they work together. And it's, it's very complicated. Like the, it, it's not, and it's not always so obvious. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'd love to learn more about functional medicine and how that ties into hormones and, and how Dr. Michelle, you're like, what is that? And how does that play out in the day to day with you and your patients and what you do? Yeah. Great question. So, you know, a lot of people come to me with various symptoms, like we were just talking about, um, possibly hormone related, possibly not, you know, things like weight gain, things like fatigue, things like brain fog, um, heat or cold intolerance, um, lots of varying symptoms. And so with functional medicine, you know, we, I would definitely measure hormones and kind of see where we're at. And if there is a hormone imbalance, whether that be in the thyroid, um, whether it's like estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, um, cortisol from our adrenals, um, I want to look at that for sure. But if those are imbalanced and we see that pattern of imbalance, I want to know why that's imbalanced. And so with functional medicine, you know, I go through a really, really thorough history and intake to um, sort of strategize how we're going to approach whole body or holistic health. So, you know, is there, um, you know, a gut issue going on? Is there some malabsorption that's causing um, the inability for the nutrients to be actually absorbed into the system to create those hormones as building blocks, right, that we need? Um, Also, sort of... um, 
you know, what, what has happened in throughout their timeline and their health history, you know, a lot of women that I see, um, have had, um, shifts in hormonal balance due to pregnancies or due to, um, even toxicity exposure that can actually be a really big one. Um, you know, big buzzword out there is the xenobiotics, right? These like, um, or xenoestrogens, these sort of toxic compounds that are actually, communicating in our body like hormones and actually causing this disruption because they are not hormones and they shouldn't be sort of attaching to our receptor sites and things like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a lot, just kind of really getting to that root cause, like what is really causing that imbalance? Why are you feeling that way? Why is your body responding that way? And there's a lot yeah. of things that we can dig out. Yeah. So rather than taking a straight, a straight, um, you know, medical, which there's a place for that. Clearly you're, you know, you do medicine stuff, but instead of saying, okay, here's a problem. And then here's the medicine to fix that problem. You actually go kind of almost backwards, not backwards, but you look back and you say what's causing this. And instead of medicating the problem, let's actually get to the root. Exactly. Yeah. And it is, it's like not necessarily working backwards, but like you said, it's like working upstream or looking. There you go. Yeah. to see, you know, why are you having these effects? Because these symptoms that we experience, whether it's period pain, whether it's cramping, whether it's PMS, mood changes, all breast tenderness, all of these things that can happen with hormonal imbalances, um, we want to know why, you know, th- that's just your body communicating with you and just telling you, hey, something's out of balance. Can you please help me figure out what's going on? And a lot of times we just suppress that with pills or, you know, things like Motrin or, you know, we kind of yeah. pop those um, things to help decrease those symptoms, but it's not really addressing the cause. Yeah. I think that's so important. I think we're in a culture today. I think all the podcast episodes so far, we talk about this because I think it's really important, but our culture wants a pill to solve their problems. And sometimes that's okay. I mean, but more often than not, almost always, it really pays to look at the whole picture and actually understand what's really happening because your body doesn't usually do things for no reason. So just taking a pill to address the pain might fix the pain, but you might be ignoring things that are really important. And I love to hear from both of you guys, like in your lives um, as women and as professionals, how do you see that affecting people in ways that's that they should be paying attention to? Hmm. I know for me, when a woman is tired, she's yeah. not going to exercise. Yeah. When she has brain fog, she can't keep her own life straight, let alone her kid's life. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, mommy brain is real. It, it attacked me just yesterday. Mommy brain. <laughs> I've never heard mommy brain. What? Oh, yes, you have. I can't believe that. Um, no, it's, it's scientific, right, Dr. Michelle? It's oh, a yeah. thing. Yeah, it's an actual thing. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's the most simple and straightforward way I see it. If you're not getting enough sleep, and you are depleted, and you also are dealing with some postpartum anxiety or depression, that's a, even two or one of those things is going to set you up for less success in your fitness goals. I'm sure Dr. Michelle can speak to some of how that cycles around where extreme fitness plays into those exact things I just mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Well, kind of what you were just saying, you know, I feel like as women, especially busy women who are running around with kids or, I mean, their business or whatever, you know, the first things that tend to go or get knocked off the schedule are self-care practices, the things like the fitness, the things like, you know, meditation, things like self-care, taking a bath. Eating, I mean, right. just eating. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Right? sleep. All of these, sleep. All of these, like, sleep. Oh, my goodness. So important. 
it's like, how can we possibly be functioning optimally and how can our body be happy when we're de- literally depriving it um, of these things that are that actually nourish us and recharge us and restore us so that we can function. So now here's an irony. And I've been thinking about this lately is the mainstream version of self-care equals pedicures and hot (laughs) baths and going to see a movie and eating a bunch of junk food. Right. Okay. But so pedicure, you're, and I love There's a place for that. I've got the fake nails. I know. I know. I actually, there's the long story behind those, but, um, (laughs) but it's like, so, okay, you get a pedicure, you soak your feet in a bunch of potentially gross stuff actually. And then you get a bunch of paint painted on your toes. And so, okay, you go to a movie and eat junk food. And then you also buy those um, mainstream bath bomb fizzies that are also full of junk. So those things, I mean, okay, let's just hear it straight from the horse's mouth, Dr. Michelle. Can you just speak a couple sentences on that? (sighs) Yeah, that was like, that's kind of like a toxic overload, right? So So it's actually like (laughs) the opposite. Yes, it can actually, unfortunately, be doing more harm than good. Yeah, for sure. And so we want to make sure that those activities are really nourishing. So as far as baths go, I'll just put in Epsom salts, maybe a couple drops of, you know, essential oil and just relax. I'm really liberal with my Epsom salts. I'll put probably six cups. No, me too. Six cups. Yes. I mean, as as much as I can, I order like the 25 or the, like, I think they're 20 pound bags off of Amazon. You know, what's even better. I, I get them from the feed store. I kid you not. Because I figure they're good enough for my goats. Are they? You, you can get a 50-pound sure. bag. No, yeah. I, I, well, I've been doing it now for like a year. So. Okay. Because okay. I and know they're just fine. aren't okay. No, and they're. Those big, big old. Yeah. Well, this is the, and the, so this is the one that you're supposed to be able to feed your livestock. So okay. I figure, yeah. hey. <laughs> 50, pound, awesome. 50 pound bag from the feed store is how much? Like 20 bucks. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot more than the little tiny package that you get at the store. No yeah. kidding. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, but yeah, I mean, even things like just, you know, going out for a walk, you know, with your kiddo or your partner, or, I mean, there's so many really awesome things, journaling, um, you know, listening to some guided meditation or some music. Yeah. There's so many really restorative activities that you can do that won't sort of, um, yeah, go against what your, your goals are. Right. <laughs> so you're saying, you're yeah. saying when you, when it comes to self-care, make sure you're actually caring for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. And right. don't, don't do things that could disrupt your hormones. I like that term hormone <clears throat> disruptors. That term makes sense to me as a woman. It's not so much uh, all the propaganda because that's what it kind of feels like sometimes the, the stuff that's been going around about don't, don't cook your food in saran wrap. You're going to get cancer. And it's like, Right. I don't really understand. I, I understand. You don't make that, that connection. Right. How do we but make that big leap? Yeah. Yes. So help us make that leap. Yeah. So basically, um, <clears throat> you know, estrogens. So these are sort of compounds that they're chemical compounds that come from the environment, various forms of pollutants, plastics, for sure. Uh, let's just talk about plastic because you mentioned the saran wrap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but basically those, you know, estrogens come into our bodies and actually um, the little compounds will connect to our hormone receptor sites, which takes mm-hmm. the place of another hormone that actually does his job. So it kind of boots that hormone out of its place. And then we have these hormonal imbalances because if you put that on, you know, a larger scale, you imagine that happening to a 
bunch, thousands of receptor sites, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's really going to throw things off. And that's see, that makes sense. A huge thing you had mentioned earlier about um, girls getting their periods as early as eight. Mm-hmm. So that sort of precocious puberty, that sort of early onset of menses, I, you know, I'm really, really, really curious about the environmental impacts mm-hmm. of that yeah. because I really think that a lot of that is really coming, unfortunately, from toxicity in our environment. I agree. So, I agree. So- so, so, so that that's happening more and more and it's a new thing. Um, so what should a mom do when that's what's happening in her home with her daughter? Mm, great question. So the first thing that I usually recommend is making sure that all animal products are organic, ideally grass fed or pastured. That's going to really reduce the toxicity, um, especially of the, the hormones and the antibiotics that are typically added to those products um, mm-hmm. just as they're grown. Um, but organic produce as well for kiddos can be super, super important. There's been studies out there. Unfortunately, I don't have it in front of me, but that shows that within just three days, um, the urine from kiddos that have been eating organic has dramatically cleared out as far as that toxicity level. Oh, wow. Huge, huge, huge impact that you can make. As far as, um, organic stuff goes, you know, like a lot of people like, Oh, the cost, it's so expensive. Um, but there's a really awesome website called, um, it's EWD ewg.org. It's the environmental working group and they have a dirty dozen list and a clean 15 list. So Mm -hmm. you can kind of, um, choose, you know, if you really, you have to choose which things to buy organic, you buy the dirty dozen, always buy organic, the clean Mm -hmm. 15 could go either way, whatever's most convenient for you and your wallet. So, right. I love that. You know, you just said something, um, that really spoke to me about, the body's ability to clean itself out when it's given the chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's it's an amazing yeah. system that totally. is designed to regenerate and clean itself exactly. out and, and reboot. But we're, we just don't give it the chance. Yeah, we so get in the way all the time. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah. And then we go do our self-care and fill ourselves with chemicals and <laughs> right. butterfingers at the movie theater <laughs> and popcorn. You know, it, and I'm, I'm guilty of some of those uh, self-care things, like I mentioned, but like I love the concept of simple things that people can do right away that are swap outs. So like if you're using bath bombs, yeah, go get up some salts instead. Exactly. And if, you know, if you're going, if you and want it'll to be see cheaper. a movie, but you know, dare I say, smuggle in your own organic. I always smuggle in my own things. <laughs> don't whisper. Every single person smuggles in stuff to get Somebody out there is like, oh, I, I cannot believe that oh, you would ever do that. Well, they need to just smuggle it in and see how good it feels <laughs> to eat your own stuff that you didn't pay dollars for. And knowing exactly what's in it. And like, yeah. I mean, make your favorite treat, whatever that is, you know, if it feeds you mentally, emotionally, like physically, for sure. It could be a little sweet treat. Who cares? That leads into one of our questions, which is, you know, what are, what are a few things you would recommend right this second that our listeners and watchers could do like today, just a couple easy, doable, implementable. That's a word, right? It is now now, implementable. It's a word now. I love it. For period pain specifically or for hormone balance? Yes. Yes. All of those things. Cool. <laughs> so, cool. Um, 
Epsom salts, Epsom salt baths actually are fantastic for period pain. Um, mm-hmm. Just the, a lot of women find a lot of ease with the cramping. Um, girls and women will find ease with that cramping with, with Epsom salts. There's a lot of magnesium in those salts. So it actually, mm-hmm. magnesium really helps to relax that smooth musculature that uh, kind of is what our uterus is. That's what's mm-hmm. And then just the soothing nature of being warm and cozy in a bath, but also mm-hmm. castor oil packs, which I think I mentioned in the yeah. Course. You have a you have a handout in yeah, our it's a be girls perfect. course about making castor packs. It's fabulous. Yeah, so those can be really awesome for immediate relief. I love those. Um, super powerful. Obviously, not the most convenient if you're out and about. Um, if you are out and about, <laughs> um, I I actually really love this herbal blend um, formulated by a woman uh, just in Portland here. Um, and it's called cramp bark extra and it's, um, the brand is called Vitanica and it works like a charm. It's kind of like if you were to pop an ibuprofen or a Motrin or something like that, it'd be that you could reach for that instead. And it's a really awesome blend. Yeah. It works really quick. So I love it. So quick question on painkillers. So a lot of people get in the habit of, you know, they're taking ibuprofen every day. And I read somewhere that it can really affect your hearing. And I don't know if that's true or not. It might not even be relevant. But what we do know is what it does to your body. Yeah. Can you talk about that just a little bit? Just because yeah. I think it's such a common thing. That, like the Costco size 8,000 tablet ibuprofen. Yeah. You know, people are buying yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, obviously, right. If you're buying that sort of huge bottle of ibuprofen, your body is trying to tell you something. You're <laughs> yeah. Them, right. Like your body. Or you like, just hey. had surgery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a time and a place, right? But- <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, but we definitely don't want to be doing that every single day. It puts a huge mm-hmm. tax that so of course it tax our liver and kidneys, right? Those are our big filtration systems in our body. Right. But the biggest concern for me and what I see a lot in my practice is how it affects the GI tract, our actual, our gastrointestinal tract, our digestive tract, because it really messes with that lining. It can cause microbleeds. It can cause issues with malabsorption, lead to things like leaky gut or what's also called intestinal permeability. All of those things lead to a lot more inflammation. It can lead to more food sensitivities. It can lead to things like autoimmune conditions, arthritis, all of these things sort of down the line that we really don't want obviously. Well, and I just read yesterday, um, you know, I joke with people, come, come trade Facebook feeds with me. Like, you know, (laughs) like all the stuff I follow. And one of the studies that was posted yesterday was people who have been on painkillers for longer than seven days have a 50% increase in heart, uh, heart, something with the, I don't want to say heart attack, but it might've been 50% increased risk of heart something. Mm. I'm I'm butchering it. But I was Something like, that's, that's, that's a lot. And, and, and that stood out to me because um, I, right now, I'm dealing with a herniated disc that has just been revealed. It's actually from my childhood. Like the MRI showed so much granulation. They're like, you've had this for years Whoa. and we didn't even know it. Now it really hit me a couple months ago. And fl- I mean, it flattened me. I, I have, I've had two natural childbirths. I would rather have two more natural childbirths then deal with that level of pain again. It was just endless and it wouldn't go away. It was horrible. Numbness, tingling, spasms, awful. And the only thing that would touch it was a lot of Excedrin. Like, and so, but I knew, like, I knew I have got to get off of this. I've I've got to get off of this. And so like, I really worked hard and Chris even knows like taking the most minimal amount possible and 
and moving and got getting physical therapy and massage yeah. and, and yeah. then getting the diagnosis. That, but now I'm going to, I'm going to be getting surgery and there's yeah. some lovely painkillers. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah. my goal is to like, <laughs> yeah. do my best to quickly get off of those because I know like sometimes I wish I didn't yeah. know as much as I there, know. There's a time and a place for it. I think but sure. the chronic thing is I think the scary thing and it's just so common today. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's true because I'm not joking around about these things that people are putting in their shopping cart at Costco that have totally. thousands of tablets. They're using that up. Yeah. Um, so it's scary. So I want to, I want to pull this back to fitness real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Michelle, you're an expert with dealing with hormones, understanding them, how they affect the body, how to deal with them. Beth, you're an expert in fitness. Can you guys talk about hormones and fitness and how they tie together? Well, I'm going to let Michelle do that because, um, like, I mean, I can do some really high level stuff and talk to that. And I kind of already did, but seriously, Dr. Michelle, like, <laughs> like give it, give it to them straight. Hormones and fitness. Well, the thing that I love that I feel like a lot of women don't think about um, is how our hormonal fluctuations happen throughout the month and how that affects our fitness routine. Um, mm-hmm. So something like, for example, how do I want to say, um, there might be certain times of our our period or our menstrual cycle um, throughout the month that we feel less strong. I know I feel like sometimes I'm like, whoa, muscles, like, why aren't you doing what I thought you could do? Right. And so (laughs) yeah, um, we, I think it's really important to pay attention to that. And, and from a Chinese medical perspective, um, the times that we probably usually feel that increase in strength is going to be, um, the week, uh, sort of during and right after our period. That's yeah. sort of our yang time, um, kind of when energy needs to be moving. And a lot of times, actually, this goes back to period pain. When we have a, a lot of cramping going on or a lot of clots, um, with our periods, that means there's a lot of pelvic stagnation. So when we mm. sit a lot, that's like pelvic stagnation. Ooh. So moving is really, really, really important to help move that um, sort of chi and that blood around, which can actually help prevent cramping, you know, as you continue that movement, basically. But that's super, super important. But also just listening to your body when you're feeling those sort of lower energy Mm -hmm. moments or weeks, because that's when your body needs more like restoration. Just give your body, not, I'm not saying don't move, but kind of more restorative exercise, more gentle exercise, as opposed to, you know, really getting your sweat on and kind of, you know, trying to push your max and all of that stuff. So, right. I know for me, um, like the sense of power and energy that I have coming off of my cycle and the week after it is amazing. I mean, I, I'm like, I have ideas. I can conquer yes. the world. Yes. And then like the week before I'm like, everybody stay away. I'm going to bite you. And I don't yes. want to do anything. Right. And once I realize like how normal that is and that there's nothing wrong with me, I'm not just a wicked witch. This every, every woman out there pretty much is dealing with this to some level. Mm-hmm. And, and actually that I should honor that. I should work with that. So mm-hmm. more of the restorative yoga, more of the gentle stretching, more of the, of the nice long chill walks in that week yes. before, and then saving the big Tabata kickboxing, weightlifting, exactly. you know, exactly. and, and it really doing that has been awesome for my body because there's no more pressure yeah. to always do the same hard things. Yes. And I feel like as women, you know, with kiddos and like business, we're constantly trying to push through, right? We're trying to like, okay, let's just push through, push through, push through. And as you're saying, you know, we don't, we don't need to push through, like just listen. 
Like last night I was, I was heading to bed and I had suddenly like this massive amount of restless energy, but it was like technically bedtime. <laughs> I knew if I, if I listened to the clock and went to bed, I would not be able to sleep. So I just got out my dumbbells. I put on a show. I got out my dumbbells and I just started moving. And 25 mi- minutes later, I was a sweaty mess. I know herniated disc and all, but whatever. <laughs> um, I was careful. I was careful. All right. I had very good alignment in the neck. I'm very right. Um, but that it felt good. And it, it was like, I had the energy to do that hard thing and I did it. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. I know, cause I know next week I'm, I'm not going to probably have it. And so that's <laughs> fine. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I think it, I think it's important that we give ourselves permission to listen to our body and pay attention to that mm-hmm. and actually do that. So Dr. Michelle, you are not just a doctor, you're an author, a speaker, you've got a podcast, you, you've got website, online courses, you've you got all this stuff. Can you share for us some resources that people, if they want to learn more about any of these topics, um, where they can go and you can help them. Yeah. So, um, you can go to, uh, earthfriendlymedicine.com. Um, there you'll kind of find all of my resources. I actually have a, a resources page that has some of my sort of favorite products that I use, some book recommendations. Awesome. I've got my podcast that comes out every single week. Um, <laughs> and once a month I'm interviewing a female entrepreneur, but it's it's called Females in Fine Fettle from Wiped Out to Wealthy. So we kind of cover all sorts of different topics around women's health and um, I love that. All kinds of stuff. It's it's really fun. It's kind of an artistic outlet for me. <laughs> um, and then I've got uh, some webinars here and there. I've got a couple evergreen online courses, one specifically about autoimmunity and then one about creating healthy change that lasts. That one is actually for free. So if you want to check that out, you absolutely can. That's so, so good. Women need, w- women need all the resources and you know, it's, they need they need to hear it from multiple voices. Yeah. Yeah. Hearing it mm-hmm. repetition is so key and yeah. feeling like you have that community of support too. is just so, so, so important. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I really appreciate it. I, I would encourage everybody that's listening to this to check the website out. Mm-hmm. Um, there are resources on w- within Dr. Michelle's um, portfolio of things that can help a lot of different things, not just hormones that we talked about today. Right. There's it's, it's a, you know, your body and your health and fitness, these are issues that kind of all touch each other, very organic. It's it's all interconnected. So I would encourage you to check out those resources. I would encourage you to um, subscribe to our YouTube channel, look at our website, fit2b.com, F-I-T, the letter, the number two, the letter B.com. Um, subscribe to that. There's resources on our website as well that talk a lot about fitness and other things. And I think that you just owe it to yourself to kind of dig into this and learn more about yourself and understand how things like hormones affect you. And I think it's important. You should definitely do that. And until next time, um, you know, you guys stay healthy out there. Yep. Have a good day. Bye, Dr. Michelle. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.